everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 30, and my name is Henry. This week, I am honored to be joined by composer Jesper Kidd, known partly for his work on the Assassin's Creed video game franchise, Borderlands, and the recent film, Tombad. Jesper, I can't tell you enough, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk. I have loved your work for years, ever since I was a kid, and so thank you for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, first of all, how is life? Life is okay. You know, this COVID thing really uh, plays a number on you, doesn't it? I mean, but I am kind of used to the uh, isolation, you know, being a composer, you spend a lot of time sitting in your studio writing music but it's it's kind of heartbreaking to see how how it affects you know my kids and the family and of course it affects all of us you know the mm-hmm. fact that we can't we can't go anywhere really we can't go out and uh you know you just end up staying home all the time and uh yeah it's you know i'm i'm sure i'm in the same boat as as most people yeah but again again i am quite lucky to be able to do what i do um because it is a very um you know, it's it's uh, it it you know, it's one person in the studio writing away. So <laughs> nothing has really changed there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, I'll, I I want to get to the these new projects, but I wanted to ask you, how did you get uh, started with composing? Was was music something you all, always wanted to do? Not really. Um, I think it's it's hard to pinpoint. I mean, when I uh, was a kid. We had a we had a piano at home, and I would sit and play with that thing. Um, and whenever we would go visit my family, I have a huge family, so we would you know visit all these aunts and uncles and grandparents and all that stuff. And no matter where we went, I swear to you, man, everybody had a piano in their home. And it's kind of weird to look back on it, but it's a very kind of I don't know if it's a Scandinavian thing or a Danish thing, or maybe it's just kind of, you know, uh, uh, something to do in that time period. But like, uh, you know, you had to have a piano in your home. So Mm. everybody had one. So when we were on vacation, you know, if I was three weeks with my grandparents, I would kind of get bored and I would end up sitting with the piano as well. Um, and then, so I find that uh, that's kind of how I got started. I don't know if that's really what started my interest in music, but that's definitely what started my interest in, in playing an instrument. Let's see, as far as music, I think it was really kicked into overgear when I got uh, my first computer, which was a Commodore 64. Hmm. And, you know, this thing was a beast, you know, even though <laughs> by today's standard, it's really funny. Yeah. But it, it, it was the first computer or gaming machine that actually had a analog sound chip inside of it. So instead of making these uh, rudimentary, like, beep sounds that the PC could make at the time, this machine could sing. and. Mm. It, the composers on this machine were able to give the games what I felt was a soul. And it was really quite incredible what they were able to achieve. They invented a whole new music style called uh, sit music or chip music or chip mm. tune, you know, whatever you want to call it today. But that music style was invented on the Commodore 64. Right. Uh, so it blew my mind and I would listen to that music 
all the time and try to figure out how do I create this kind of music. I just had this uh, this this need to create this to to figure out how they were doing it. And so what happened is I got involved with what's called the demo scene, uh, which is a bunch of um, groups that, and each group, you know, has a uh, graphic artists and programmers and musician, right. and then they get together and they make like this uh, ten-minute um, music video showcasing the talent they have as far as programming, three D, or the graphic artist would do some great logos and and the musicians of course would do the music yeah. uh, so that was my uh, that's kind of how i entered into the, all that and my next computer was an amiga which had four sample channels and this was all like building up to to us starting our own game company mm. um and you know i was just always doing the music and and since i was 13 i've been doing music with computers uh, so felt quite natural that I just kept doing it. Of course, at the same time, I was listening to, uh, you know, music outside of computers like Vangelis and Michael right. Field and Sharm Michel Shar, and they had a huge influence on my, my early music as well. You know? Yeah. What, what about, uh, I, I guess, one of, the, one of the big ones, of course, is Assassin's Creed. How did you get involved with this franchise? Well, um, when I was hired on the project, I remember I was at a, a E3 show, uh, gaming trade show, and Patrice and from Ubisoft was together with uh, uh, Jade Raymond was showing me the game. They only had the concept art and you know the game design documents as far as what the game was going to be able to do, and I just remember when they showed me that, I couldn't believe it. I had never mm. seen anything as ambitious before. It was like, really? You can stand on this rooftop here and you can, you know, see like way out in the distance and go on that rooftop too? I mean, I just, yeah. I couldn't believe that you could traverse the entire environment on foot. It, it was almost like an open world platform game yeah. that they had invented and nobody had done anything like this before. Um you know, GTA 3 had just became 3D at that point. So they were starting to play around with, with open worlds, but nobody was doing anything like Assassin's Creed. I yeah. was totally blown away by it. Um, I was, you know, really happy to be working on that franchise. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, it was the same for me being a, a player. You know, I, I hadn't played a, a lot of video games up to that point when the first one came out. And I just like you, I was blown away by the world of it and you know what you could do within it and so i think that's one of one of the reasons why it stuck with me for for so long it's crazy to think about it came out in uh 2007 yeah. and when you look at screenshots from you know when you see the game run perhaps you're like yeah all right it's it's not the same anymore the quality is better now but if you look at the screenshots and stuff the game still looks incredible you yeah. know and when I see those, you know, when you have those sequences across the rooftops where the guards are like chasing you and stuff, those are still a ton of fun. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's quite insane to think it's 13 years ago, as fast as technology moves in the game industry, that that still holds up so well, you know? Yeah. And I, I think one of my favorite parts about it uh, is that it does take place in these different historical settings, like the Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the Viking invasion of Britain, and there's the um, you know American Revolution, uh, Renaissance, and many others. Is that 
something that also draws you in uh, as a as a composer or as just someone interested in the project? Well, the location is definitely very, very interesting to me. I mean, I must admit on, on, on Valhalla, I'm also drawn in the fact that it's Ubisoft Montreal, which I've worked with five times on, mm. on other projects. So this was my sixth time working with them. And I just, I just love their games and the quality and, and the attention to detail they put into their games. But the setting for this one, man, I've always wanted to, you know, to get in touch with my roots like this. It was, it was re really amazing. And yes, the setting is definitely always a big draw. It, especially if I don't know much about the setting, then it becomes uh, so fun because you, you know, you do all the research. And um, like when I worked on um, Assassin's Creed 2, I didn't know anything about the Renaissance, uh, really. As, I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't know anything about Renaissance music, you know. Sure. It was just not something that was on my radar, probably not on a lot of people's radar, right? Uh, so I had to go back and find a way to do a modern version of Renaissance music that, that people would, would, would find interesting and fun to listen to. Uh, and those are the, the great, those, those are my favorite types of projects um, where I don't really know, you know, much about it. I don't know a, a lot about Viking music either. So, um, you know, go, going in there and having to, to figure all this stuff out is so much fun. I remember some of the first music I wrote, the team was like, uh, this music is too dark, uh, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I was thinking, really? Because when you think about Viking music, I just had a tendency to think, you know, something really dark sounding with these dark pulses. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of Viking music, right? And, and, but of course, they're right. I mean, the game doesn't always engage in that behavior. You're not always on a mission. You're not, you know, always fighting. There has to be an atmosphere and, and, and music for when you're exploring the map. And so that was uh, one of the big challenges was to figure out how to write Viking music that doesn't have this, these dark tones to it. Mm -hmm. So that was really uh, so much fun to work on, you know, and, and that has to do with, with drawing inspiration from uh, the history of the Vikings. They have a very rich, um, you know, afterlife um, system, right? I mean, right. it goes on and on and, and they have all these different guards, uh, gods. Um, so I was definitely inspired by, by, by all of that and uh, the spirituality that they felt um, as well. And that helped me write a more kind of ethereal, uh, at times even uplifting, you know, music for, for when you're exploring and, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, as we were just talking about, I think your interest in delving into something you don't know about it was the same for me as a, as a player being a fan of history, you know, going into Valhalla. I didn't really know much about this era, but it, it sparked a, a curiosity in me to learn more. And I, I wanted to make sure to tell you, uh, because you had touched on Assassin's Creed 2, the tracks from that game, uh, Florence Tarantella and Tour of Venice. I wanted to make sure to tell you, it's pretty rare that a day goes by that I don't listen to those songs. Uh, and I just wanted to tell you how special they were 
for me with for years. And they, it's it, this is a franchise that it really sparked a curiosity in me for history and and culture. And I just wanted to make sure to pass on to you how much they've impacted me with your music being very much a part of it. Uh, oh man, that's that's great to hear. Thank you, thank you for mentioning that. That's awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. Thank you. And uh, well, now with, with Valhalla having done so many of these, with so many installments now at this point, is the not not keeping it fresh, but like, is there a different process going into each one in terms of uh, you know variety of music, or is it really just the 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 setting, the historical setting that calls for the style and sound of the music? Well, for Valhalla, it was definitely different. You know, uh, perhaps between Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood, you would think it wasn't different. But then again, that was different too. You know, because yeah. for, for Brotherhood, you suddenly had the Borgia, and this 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 whole Borgia thing meant that all this really kind of uplifting music I wrote for Assassin's Creed Two uh, is now getting really dark. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, especially for Valhalla, I mean, the game is huge, and it takes place outdoors in hostile environments. Of course, the other games take place outdoors too, but it doesn't feel the same because, you know, the first, uh, I don't know, I worked on the four, first four Assassin's Creed games and there was a lot of cities in, the, in those games. Mm. So, you know, within those cities, you are, you're kind of more, um, you know, the danger of the environment is, comes from different things, you know, and, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not like there's a uh, don't don't misunderstand. It's not like there's a, a rainstorm in Valhalla that's going to kill you. That's not right. what I mean. <laughs> I, I just mean when you look at it, you know, you're thinking that looks pretty cold. You know, I'm probably going to freeze if I, you know, that kind of thing was was a huge part of the score for Valhalla to create something that just felt, you know, very like environmental with with these uh, you know huge areas and you know mountains covered in snow and and ice and and thick forests and and, and rivers and and you know so so that it was more of um the nature part of it had a huge influence on the music and and i ended up writing some really uh, i i i feel what i went for is something really vast and and epic and a bit slower uh, you know, with big reverbs that really just kind of makes a statement about how vast everything is. Yeah. And that, that is a very different sound from, from the previous Assassin's Creed games I've worked on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I, that's what I, I think is so interesting because it, it is grand and epic, but also it has this kind of textural kind of underlying openness to it. And that adds that Really, it took me by surprise when I first heard the, because I heard your music even before I played the game. And that's what kind of took me by surprise in a good way. You know, it, it was cool. something I hadn't, you know, yet encountered. And so I thought that was, that was great. <laughs> I, I hadn't, I hadn't encountered it either. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> um, the, the way this score had to be written, I realized pretty early on that, uh, you know, writing for these ancient instruments, uh, you know, creating something authentic was like the number one thing that we were aiming for. Um, and so I acquired all these ancient instruments and was trying to figure out how to compose for them. And so I started playing them. And then suddenly I play them and play them and play them. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to perform all these instruments myself. Hmm. 
Uh, and so that's something I haven't done before. Uh, I've performed instruments myself before on my scores, but this time I performed pretty much almost all of it. You know, I have a, a couple of percussionists who work with me, and but I also did a ton of live percussion for it. I think Kingdom of Wessex had a, a has a guitarist uh, I like to use. Um, other than that. It, you know, everything is live, and I, I ended up playing everything. So that oh, wow. was really kind of mind-boggling for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, with some of the games you've done, you've worked on it solo, but with this this game, there were a couple of collaborators. Uh, what right. was that process like? Yeah. Um, so we were designated different areas of the game. Um, so for the, uh, environments, I composed the music for, uh, East Anglia, uh, Westex, Northumbria, Norway, and the future present, um, mm. Animus music. And, uh, Sarah composed for other environments. Mm. And then we both composed music for the cinematics. Um, we both composed the music for, all the uh, mission music and the uh, and the combat music and i thought it was a really great thing because the way it was it was done was like this so we need a stealth cue over here and then they would ask both of us to write that stealth cue you know hmm. so there is like double the amount of all the cues we've done our we've each had our own interpretation of that cue so for the mission music that's how that worked uh, and i thought that was really cool because then we both get to do all these different atmospheres and and um, intensities in the music and stuff yeah. um then we both collaborated on the uh, the main title i started uh i, I wrote the first version of that uh, had some great talks with uh, simon uh, landry at ubisoft and I handed it off to Sarah for her to uh, keep writing on it and, and also produce it. And then uh, Einar Selvig uh, came in and did vocals for it. Cool. So that was a lot of fun. And then finally, I did uh, ACO's Family, uh, Ascending to, to Valhalla, uh, where I also worked with uh, Einar Selvig on the vocals. Hmm. Now, what about like with the, the, the series having covered so many different settings already? Are there any particular historical settings not yet explored in the franchise that you would like to delve into? I would love to see them do uh, take Assassin's Creed to India. That's just a, oh, yeah. a personal <laughs> preference. I think India is one of the most interesting countries and the culture there and the history there we don't know a lot about it in and, and and you know i can just uh, love to learn more about india through playing assassin's creed right <laughs> yeah yeah there you go <laughs> uh, yeah I, I guess we can i, I do want to make sure to touch on this this movie tumbad uh how did you get involved with this so, uh, Adesh Prasad, who is the co-director on the movie, uh, reached out to me. Um, he told me later on, after we had finished working together, that he had been listening to my Hitman music. And it was specifically a track called Apocalypse that he thought, you know, was really cool. And uh, so, he was looking to, to bring something really um, unique uh, and uh, epic to the, to the project. And and so yeah, he reached out. Um, I, you know, asked to 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 see what they were working on. He sent me an early edit of the film, 
and I just could not believe what he sent me. I mean, this was yes. just, to me, I mean, it's totally groundbreaking. I don't think there's ever been a movie like that made in India before. And I am not the only one saying this. <laughs> right. I mean, th I think this is pretty much a fact. The, you know, it's become like a, become like a cult movie mm -hmm. in, in India. Um, and especially since, you know, it was put on Amazon Prime, it's really uh, flourished. Um, it's uh so that's how uh, that whole thing started and you know i'm so proud to be involved with that movie it's such a you know such a great movie it is yeah is the the process for doing a, a movie any different for you than doing a uh, a video game franchise or or a video game it's very different it, it almost couldn't be different more different mm. and that's just because i I grew up in the game industry, you know, I, I started making music when I was 13 and my first game soundtrack came out when I was 17. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I founded a game company with my friends when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19 or something. Hmm. So I, I spent a lot of my teenage years um, working on games. Uh, a lot of the early things I did wasn't, wasn't released, but um, anyway, so I come from the perspective of video games and then I uh, transitioned uh, into also creating film scores. And, for me, that's a very different journey. And so let's see, what's the best way to explain this? I mean, it's, it's, it's not as easy as it, it sounds. So, but okay, let me talk about it this way. All right. Um, with video games, you have a lot of creative freedom. Um, like let's talk about like uh, Valhalla. So you're exploring the environment. You're not engaged in the mission. You know, you're free to do what you want. Of course, if you, uh, you know, run into some, um, you know, guards or whatever, the combat music could switch. But let's just say you're just, uh, you know, exploring. That music isn't designed to follow every micro change in the gameplay. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like you're running, you're walking, you look left. There's no, this still the same music, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in a film, you have to be aware of those things. Oh, he starts running, uh, you know, the music might already be changing. So you have so much freedom in games, and I love that about games. And this is why I always love working on game soundtracks. Um, uh, it's almost like writing concert music, you know, mm -hmm. when you write these three, four minute, you know, exploration cues, for example. Then if I'm working on a film, it's, it's, it's very different because suddenly, you know, you, you're, you're looking at a scene and, and within like 30 seconds, so much can happen in that 30 seconds that you have mm -hmm. to score. You know, somebody is sitting down, somebody gets up, somebody starts running, you know, they go across the street, there's a car going by, and then we shoot to the bakery, and from the bakery we look out and there's the guy running. Whatever, yeah. I mean, all these scenes have to have, uh, you have to be, it's not that you have to change necessarily the music all the time, but you have to be aware of it so that the beat hits the right places and all these kind of things. And, um, Going back to games, you if you are on a mission, 
and let's say there's like some suspense and then the guards they didn't find you after all they would go back to some ambient and then perhaps there's some tension because the guard is like right next to you but you're hidden behind a curtain and then he finds you and then it's combat so yeah. all those game i just described four game states those game states all need long pieces of music because what if the game player wants to stay hidden behind that curtain for two minutes until that guard has walked all the way out of the room right you know so you're writing these you can deep dive in games you can deep dive into each emotion so like suspense i can play around with two or three minutes suspense cue and really get deep into the whole suspense thing you know for a yeah. film you go there for 10 seconds and off you go to the next mood <laughs> Um, but again, you know, film is fun because you get to follow the story and you get to collaborate really closely with the director. And um, it's in games you work with audio departments. I mean, it really couldn't be more different. Um, but I enjoy both. I really do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that it is so interesting with with video games because it is particular to the player, and you know, with especially right. with these games being so huge i mean there's just endless possibilities for what for how that music could be injected into the game right i mean you really have to zoom out you know and and kind of try to score every possible thing that you can think of the game player doing without mm -hmm. micro scoring you know what i mean you don't want to micro game score the gameplay you know if, like if he starts running you don't want to change the music and you know, because then you stop and run and stop and run and it's like whoa <laughs> it's really annoying to listen to that kind of thing you know right but you you have to really zoom out and and just kind of uh, think about what do what should the score support you know mm -hmm. yeah well uh i mean there's a a million things we could talk about with with your work i, I did just want to ask you uh with this you know year coming to a close are you much of a a, a film watcher a, a a gamer or are you tend do you tend to stay pretty busy to where you're not you don't have the time for those kind of things Oh, I watch a ton of films and TV shows. I really love that world. And I, I feel like there's so much to learn in that world because I've spent so much time of my life writing music for, for games. And I, I feel I have a quite good understanding of what makes a good game score. Um, you know, with Tombad, I feel this was really the first time that I was able to express um, uh, what... I want it to express a hundred percent without any compromises. Hmm. Um, there's, there's, it's, it's easy to be involved with a film project, you know, project and, and, and run into compromises. You know, there's so many, sometimes there's so many cooks in the kitchen, you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, and, and you support the story that is of course, always the most important thing. So there's more landmines, you know, in, in, in film scoring, uh, but I'm, I'm feeling that I'm, I'm starting to get to a place with my film music where I'm really, um, uh, where I really can draw on my experience in, uh, video game music. And I, I feel it, it's almost like a luxury. I, I, I've been really lucky to, to been writing all these fantasy and sci-fi scores, uh, you know, for years and, um, really got to explore and experiment, um, with so much music and so many scores and games and taking that all those things I've learned and putting it into a film score 
is what I'm trying to achieve with my film music. And um, I think Tumbad, we got there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it perhaps sounds like, well, of course you should just be able to do that. But I really had to start over when I started scoring film because it's a totally different mindset when you're scoring a film. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jesper, is there any... I mean, again, we could talk for a long time. Is there anything in particular that I, I haven't touched on? Anything coming up uh, that you, you would like to make people aware of? Or have we touched on some of the, the big points? I think we're good. I mean, free, feel free to ask any questions you have. Um, it's, it's totally fine. Um, what's coming next for me is um, I'm working on a feature uh, fantasy film, which is uh, animation. I've hmm. um, been working on that one for a bit. And it's, uh, again, it's a totally different ex experience because they spend like hours and hours rendering each frame, you know? It's just uh, <laughs> such a, so it couldn't be more different really from, yeah. from working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, uh, <laughs> but again, I mean, that's what I'm always looking for. If I can keep doing all these different projects, then I can take, then I can challenge myself. And then I learn a lot when you challenge yourself, you learn a lot. And so every time I, I, I do a project, uh, everything I learn, I bring to the next project, you know? And, and, and also when I work on a film, everything I learn from scoring film, I take to games and back and forth. So um, that's kind of that's how that works. Yeah. Is it okay if I, if I ask you a, a little bit about Assassin's Creed 2 or some of the, the early games? Is that yeah, all right? Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, well, uh, I think Assassin's Creed 2, I think I, I think that was the one I, I first played and then I went, I went back and played the, the, the first one. What was it like doing, you know, that, that Renaissance period? Because it's so, it, it's so lavish and rich. And the, you know, of course the, the music speaks to that as well. What was it like working, uh, going into that world? Well, one of the, the things that, really blew me away about Assassin's Creed 2. And again, I mean, Assassin's Creed 1 blew me away, but I mean, when they introduced Assassin's Creed 2 to me, I could not, <laughs> I could not believe what they were showing me because, so I'm in, in at Ubisoft Montreal and they're showing me these early tests demos of what they want to achieve with the second one. And it was all about like romantic lighting and, you know, romantic settings. And I just, could not believe we're here we have a game called assassin's creed you play an assassin <laughs> and there's so much focus on creating atmosphere and lighting and i was just totally in love with that and and realized right from the moment i saw that that this was going to have to be a very atmospheric score you know it needed to support that whole vision they had and of course Ezio and his storyline was a huge inspiration as well. Um, Earth was, was the first track I wrote for the game. Um, and of course, inspired by the story of uh, Ezio and his loss of his, uh, his father and his two, his two brothers in such a mm -hmm. public event. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and Ezio not knowing anything about what they had done and why they were guilty, you know? Yeah. So that became, of course, Ezio's family because we, uh, we were recording with an orchestra here at uh, Capitol Records. And 
we had the orchestra and I was like, why don't we do an orchestral version of Earth? So I rewrote the track and we didn't even have a place to put it in the game. It was just something that people on the team agree with me. There was really a great feeling about that track, Earth. And I've been told this as well, that um, the team really liked this track. So I thought it was a good idea. And they, they backed me up on that. And um, suddenly it opens the game, you know, and it becomes this, um, uh, I don't know, I guess, iconic theme for the whole franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and with with that game, and uh, you know, it's it's present in in every one. But really, as you were saying, like, just what you know, walking through, uh, you know, a city street in that game was like I didn't even have to be doing anything. You know, I I could just be walking around, and I felt like I was completely immersed in that world. And the level of historical detail was like I, I just can't imagine how people could actually create that. <laughs> it within it's, a game. It's a beautiful time period. I mean, it it really is. Like, right? I mean, it's some of the most, um, you know, artistic time in human history. Uh, and, you know, with all the new inventions and, 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 and the, of, of the history of all the, the paintings that were done back then. And it was just such a culturally rich history to tap into. And again, I mean, I wanted to create music that in addition to the world, uh, you know, I want to create music that, that, that kept you in that world and is like, you don't want to leave that world, you know, <laughs> because you enjoy the atmosphere. And of course, the music is a huge part of that atmosphere um, on top of all the great lighting and, and the beautiful uh, environments and, and architecture and all that stuff. Uh, but that was very much the, the, the goal, you know, with that. Yeah. Uh, last thing, and I, I mean, it's it's fairly broad. So if you don't have a, a specific answer right now, that's 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 okay. Is there are there any tracks across any of the games in particular that stri- that maybe strike you as as your favorite, or having had a particularly interesting creation to it? Well, for Valhalla, I I really loved bringing uh, Melissa Kaplan back for Kingdom of Wessex. Um, you know, she sung mm-hmm. uh, on Assassin's Creed One, Two, Brotherhood, and Revelations. So she was the you know she was the voice of Assassin's Creed on my music there. And to see her back, especially after Ezio's family has become this this theme of the franchise, I felt it was it was really important to bring her voice back. Um, so that was that was super exciting for me. I think another one I really like um, is uh, the Frozen North. Um, yeah, that was that's a hard track to define, but I think with that track, <clears throat> that was also one of the early tracks. With that one, I think I really found something that felt like okay, this is about. I mean, I don't know. This felt very authentic to the time period, mm. while at the same time it still has you know vocals and melody. But it felt like you know I listened to that track and I'm I gotta go get my jacket. You know, I'm just like cold <laughs> listening to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, we achieved it. You know, this feels you know this is very much uh, made for the environment. And then you know, Kingdom of Wessex evolved a bit because that's from that. And in, in it still needed to, to be authentic, but it's more melodic, you know. So it has it has, um, it has more parts in it. Um, but yeah, Frozen uh, North was was also one of the early uh, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, Jesper, thank you so much again for taking the time. As I've said, this, you know, this franchise is, it's my, it's been my favorite my whole life. And, you know, your music is very much a reason for that. And, you know, it's something that I've, I, I, as I've said, I, I enjoy it day in and day out. And so I just, I can't thank you enough for what, for how your work has impacted me over the years. Oh man. Thanks dude. That's really great to hear. Yeah. Uh, and, and please come back anytime. Hope to have you on some other time uh, if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do and, it. All right, everybody. I think that is about it for the show. Please follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Music Buds. Check out themusicbuds.com. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you next time.